Welcome back to another episode of Important Miscellaneous Talks. I'm your host, Glass Cross. We are changing the world one podcast at a time. And today we have a very, very special guest with us. Please introduce yourself. Yo, my name is Charlie Owen. I'm originally from the UK, but I'm out here in Australia. And I am a confidence coach for men. Interesting. And what exactly is a confidence coach? So I speak to a lot of people and the same issue seems to come up. And it's always around confidence. And I see confidence as such a subjective topic like it means something else it means something different to every single person i speak to so it's just a label for the deeper reason usually so people come up to me with like the surface level issue of low confidence but then it's always underlying issues of lacking self-worth lacking self-love like trusting themselves things like that so the surface level problem is confidence i label myself as a confidence coach but when people come to me it's usually much deeper than that mm. You also mentioned that you're a clarity coach. Now, is that clarity in the way that you speak or clarity in the way that you think? The way that you think. So the two biggest things, the clarity and the confidence, the number one reason people don't get what they want in life is because they never decide what they want in life. So mm -hmm. people never feel successful because they've never defined what success means for them. And until you have that clear picture of your future, like that motivating picture that every day you wake up and you're excited to get out of bed, you're excited every single thing you do, you're excited because it's leading you to a higher, like a better future. Mm -hmm. Like the Buddha said, life is suffering. So it's about finding something that's worth suffering for like mm -hmm. these mundane things every single day, like going to the gym is easy when you know your vision's completely clear on what you want to do. Building a business is really clear when you know the impact you wanted to create. So until you have that clear vision of your future, then the day by day might feel like a little tough, but as soon as you're clear, you know, the day by day is serving the highest mission. Now, one thing about the class, let's say you want to accomplish a few things in life. Like, let's say hypothetically with this podcast, I want to reach uh, a very large audience, but then I'm thinking about the house I'm going to live in, the body that I want, the family that I want, the woman that I want. So it, when you're, when you're uh, manifesting several different things in your life, it can be hard to get that one clear clarity picture. So define what that clarity picture looks like to you. So there's, there's six areas of life. People break it down to so many different areas, but I make it simple, like say six. Mm -hmm. So there's your physical health. So it's like your health and fitness, health, meaning your body's, your body's ability to produce energy and its efficiency, fitness, meaning what the body can do. Um, then you've got mindset. So your philosophy towards life, your attitude, your emotions, and then you got your career. So what do you do every single day? And then finances, like where is your finances at? If you don't manage your money, your money will manage you. And then you got your social life. So this is your family, your friends, and your, like, what, your, what do you do for fun? And then the last one is your relationships, so your intimate relationships. And it's so important to have a vision for each one of those. And when you can design your life that if you write down, like, six months from now, what do I want in every single area of this life? Like, imagine you in six months writing out your dream life in every single area. And then once you've got that, you can backtrack and write down the processes on how to get there. What do I need to focus on every single day to achieve that long-term goal? And once you know that, you don't even need to focus on the goal. You only need to focus on the process to get there. It's like basketball players, they don't focus on the scoreboard. If they spent the whole game looking at the scoreboard, they wouldn't win. They focus on getting the passes, getting the shots in, getting the yardage. So once you know the process on how to get there, that's all you need to focus on. Because it's like 99% process and 1% the, like, the actual result. So what were the six areas? I, I got down five, physical mindset of finances, friends, and uh, intimate, your intimate life. Career. Career. 
like vocation. Now, what if, what if someone says, what would this, you know, young 26-year-old be able to tell me or how I need to build my life? What would you say to people like that? I'd say that it doesn't matter how young you are and or how old you are. Some people would be like, that person's too old to, mm. for me to work with. Like, I'd rather speak to someone in their 20s with fresh new ideas, can see a different side of life who's energetic rather than someone who might be like 60 years old. Like a lot of people go to therapists, like young people in their 20s go to therapists and they're 60 years old and they're in a like black suit and tie and talk to your professional. And often people can't relate to that. Whereas if I speak to men in their 20s, I can relate to them. I know what they're going through. I've been through things like they've been through. So I see it as people relate to me a lot more because I'm like them rather than putting me on a pedestal. What made you get into this line of work? What age did you get into this line of work? Um, About two and a half years ago now. And what made me get into it is I never intended to be here. So I'm from the UK. And my, my parents were farmers. My parents' parents were farmers. And that's what I always thought I was going to do. So I moved over to Australia three years ago. And then I went through a breakup. I was in a relationship for seven years. And I went through a breakup. And that was the lowest point in my life. I felt really bad. And then I slowly started picking myself up doing personal development stuff. I started getting into meditation, reading, journaling, exercising more regularly, all these things. And I was like, this is making me feel so good. This could make other people feel so good. Mm. So I started journaling my journey and like my process. But instead of writing it in a book, I put it on my social media. I started posting about everything I was going through, how I was feeling and what I did to like overcome that then how I was feeling afterwards. And then I started gaining an audience. People started messaging me like, oh man, that video you put up, that really helped me get out of bed this morning. I've had messages saying, dude, that video, like you've saved my life. I never thought about it like that. And that stuff was making me feel so good. And then I got a message from a business coach saying, hey, love your content. Do you do coaching? I was like, no, what's coaching? Never heard of it before. This yeah. industry, I'd never heard of it, man. I was, um, so as soon as he said that, I was like, what is this coaching thing? So I followed my curiosity be like, what can I, like, what is this coaching? How can I get into this sort of stuff? Like if I can make a full-time income helping people, that'd be a dream come true. So I followed my curiosity, started learning about it, did all the training, like neuro-linguistic programming, which is a modality within coaching. So I got all the certifications, got my training up, researched every single day, then getting my first client. And then, yeah, the journey's just continued, man. So I never saw myself getting into this career but i'm exactly where i'm supposed to be uh two questions for you why did you decide to move to australia and the reason for you and your ex-girlfriend breaking up so the reason i moved to australia was my brother and i were buying a business back in the uk so it's a multi-million dollar business it was in the tourism industry and then it's, we spent about a year going through due diligence like with a, the solicitors the accountants the surveyors the banks like organizing everything and then it was taking so long. And at the time, all I cared about was making money. And then my girlfriend at the time, all she cared about was going traveling and having this experience. So we were getting pulled, we were getting pulled apart. And then the business was looking un like unlikely to go through now. And I was like, I either buy the business or we go to Australia. So it was like one or the other, complete opposite worlds. And then the business fell through. So I was like, I guess I'm going to Australia then. So I moved all my stuff to Australia and it was lucky that business fell through because it was in the tourism business and it was right before COVID kicked off. So wow. yeah, 
would have been bankrupt, dude. So it is the best thing. And then, yeah, we came over to Australia and then I'm from a pretty small town back in the UK. So it was really easy to stay together because there wasn't that many options. The environment was so small. The fish tank was so small, but by the time we came to Australia, the environment completely changed so many new opportunities. And we realized we were actually two different people. So while we were in this small environment together, it was so easy to stick together. But as soon as we got into a better environment with more opportunities, like we actually want to do our own thing and we're not like we're completely different people. So it only it, it took that change of environment for us to realize that. But yeah, it was the best decision ever. Why, why did that break your heart? If you guys came to the conclusion of it's best for us to go our separate ways. Even though the decision was mutual and it was out of love and it was the right decision, it's still a loss of identity. I speak to a lot of men who mm. it's a typical story of getting in a relationship at 15, 16, and then early twenties, they break up and it's that loss of identity. Men lose their identity within their relationships often. And as soon as that drops away, men lose a big side of themselves. So it's rebuilding yourself. Like, who are you at your core? Like, I forgot who I was in that seven years. I just became the relationship. And then I had to rebuild myself from square one. So yeah, I was in Brisbane. I remember I was in Brisbane in Australia with my backpack, didn't know anyone literally at square one, like two years ago or like a year ago, I was going to buy this multi-million dollar business. I was going to be great. And now I'm in Brisbane with my backpack, single, brokenhearted, didn't know anyone. So yeah, even though it was the right decision, it still hurts when it's that amount of time. Now, what, what about that situation sparked something in you to want to better yourself? It's an interesting thing. I always ponder the question, like what makes people want to change? And people, it always seems to be a point that people want to change. And Often it's when life gets so shit that you have to do something about it. So people are reactive with their mental health. So they get to a point where they're like, oh my God, my life's so shit. I need to do something about it now rather than be proactive. Like you wouldn't do that with your physical health. Imagine waiting until you are got a yeah. heart attack or diabetes or like in hospital and be like, okay, now I should do something about my health. No, you go to the gym and you work out and you go running to prevent that. So you're proactive with your physical health. But often when it comes to mental health, People wait until they're suicidal, they're depressed, their anxiety is like they can't walk out the house until they're like, okay, I'm ready. So that's why I see a lot of people. And for me, it was the same. I was like, I was crying most nights. I was like devastated. I didn't want to get out of bed in the morning. I just slept like all day. And at that point, I was like, all right, I got to try something. So it came from a place of desperation because my friend was like, you should try meditation. I was like, it won't work. It won't work. That's for hippies. And then I actually... <laughs> I actually tried it and then it changed my life because it gave me distance from my thoughts. So it took me getting to the point of desperation to actually reach my hand out for help. Interesting. Interesting. Now I'm sure a lot of people are wondering, has she come back now that she sees that you have a level of success going for yourself? <laughs> no, um, no, we haven't seen each other in about two years. So and yeah, she's moved on. She's exploring the world. She's been to South America. And I've also, like, I'm in a very great relationship with an Australian now. Her name is Mia. So, um, okay. Okay. I see you. Yeah, dude. Going international. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I completely moved away, man. Got you. Yeah. What are some of the best ways to combat procrastination? 
procrastination is changing your state. So Tony Robbins always talks about it, like the triad. So the three things like how to change your state, it's what are you focusing on? Are you focusing on, oh, I'm so tired. Oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. Then the next thing is your language. Like, what are you saying to yourself? And then the next thing is your physiology. So it's easy to be depressed and tired and procrastinate when you're hunched over and you're like this. But as soon as you like put your shoulders back, stand up, jump around, breathe a bit, then you completely change your state. You change your physiology. You focus on what you want and you change your language around what you're saying to yourself. So at any moment, you're able to change your state because I always say like everyone has good intention to change their life and do better for themselves, but not everyone does. And it's the, the ability to change your state in the moment that's most important. So yeah, um, change your physiology, change your language and focus on what you want rather than the feeling of being tired. Got you. What, what do you think your purpose is? What is my purpose? Um, this has changed a lot over time and through like what's most important to me, my priorities always change. And I feel like my purpose at the moment is to help young men become strong leaders in the world because it's desperately needed. I feel like masculinity is being sterilized in the world at the moment mm -hmm. through a lot of different reasons. Like men growing up without father figures, toxic masculinity, the ease of like access to pornography, alcohol, like there's so many things that are sterilizing young men and their masculinity. So I feel it's important to create those strong leaders again. So that's my purpose. Do you know the YouTuber Strong Young Man? No. All right. He's an Australian. I interviewed him before. So definitely. Oh, wow. I can touch with him. When, when given a chance, yeah, definitely check him out. Yeah. I see a lot of content like his on, um, on socials, like the likes of Andrew Tate and Jordan Peterson and people like that. And those people talking about it and how big they've become, it just proves like market fit that the world is crying out for a voice for the young men in the world. Definitely. I definitely, I definitely agree with that. It's, uh, we need to bring masculinity back 2023. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Get on. How, how do you, how do you suggest other people find their purpose? Curiosity. And the biggest thing is you'll, you won't find your purpose. You choose your purpose. A lot of people wait their whole life for their purpose to find them. Mm. And they think it'll be like this oh, moment of like, my purpose has found me. I've awakened. I'm enlightened. But that never happens. It's very rare that happens. And it's about having curiosity about the things you like. Like follow your curiosity. Like me with coaching, for example, I never thought I'd end up here. But I just followed my curiosity. Like, I might like that thing. And I just went down that journey. And I was like, cool, I'll decide this is my purpose. And maybe in a few years, if, it, if I don't enjoy it anymore, I'll just choose another purpose. So people get so wrapped up in thinking their purpose will find them. Whereas you discover your purpose and just choose it. How do you sustain productivity? It, it might be easy for you to do it for a couple of days. But it seems like you figured it out to where you can do this with regularity. How do you sustain productivity? I feel like that's a surface level problem, like the procrastination and the productivity often. And I see it as the deeper reason. Like most people procrastinate or aren't productive because a lot of the time they don't feel they deserve the result they're going after. So they don't even start. So a lot of people 
don't have the belief. So it all starts with the belief. Most people don't have the belief that they can achieve the result they're going out to achieve. And it shows up as procrastination. They're just like, oh, I'm procrastinating. I watch another YouTube video on procrastination. How to be more productive. Best morning routine. Like people watch all these videos when the actual problem is they don't believe they can actually achieve the result. So it's until you believe you can achieve the result, like the productivity won't be an issue. And to like for a real life thing, it's designing your environment so it's harder to do the bad things and easier to do the good things. Like removing the distractions from your life. No matter how productive someone is, there is definitely a day or two where in which you don't want to do it. So yeah, that's normal. Yeah. On those days, what are some of the things that you do to push through that barrier? Go with the flow. Like design your life. Like, every day I'm excited to wake up and work. Like if I get home at six, seven o'clock at night, I just want to sit on my laptop and do more work because I'm so excited to do that. So when you find that thing, when you choose that thing, it's it'll change your life. And the days you don't feel like it, listen to your body, check in with your body and be like, oh man, I just want to go for a walk. I want to be off my socials today. I want to be off the internet today. And just listen to your body. If you want to do that, do that. But a lot of people feel guilt. Like it's this toxic guilt that people feel when they're not moving forward. When it's like, you can rest. Like humans aren't designed to just go, 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 go. Humans are designed to sprint, stop, sprint, stop. So it's like, when you're feeling motivated, take advantage of that. When life's going good, take advantage of that. And when you feel like you want a day off, like listen to your body. What would you say is the goal, the main goal that you're trying to accomplish with the content that you produce? Awareness around personal development for young men. I feel like it's stigmatized a lot. And do you know, like in school, maybe where like there's a kid in school who's doing really well for himself and then other people will make fun of him because he's trying like, oh, look at that kid. He's trying. He's working hard. And I feel like that carries on into adulthood. Like people don't want to work on themselves because that predisposes that they're broken or they need improvement. So it's like that ego drop of it's okay to work on yourself and like providing access for personal development for young men. What, what would you say is the biggest issue that young men are facing today? The biggest one. Um, the distractions of the modern world, like the modern man is so distracted. There's so many things like TikTok is so distracting. Instagram, like all these social networks, as well as the access to pornography, as well as alcohol, as well as gambling. There's so many different things that make up the modern, like the modern man's world. And it's so easy. It's so easy to give in those distractions. Right. And when you look at the like we'll take pornography for example a lot of young men message me like having problems with that addictions to pornography and when you look at it within two clicks you can watch any video in the world almost and then going out in the modern world it's scary like approaching women facing that rejection facing all the feelings that might come with that so it's like which one should i choose oh i'll just watch pornography i'll put it off till tomorrow i'll put it off till tomorrow and then eventually they lose touch with reality like they lose they build such an expectation around women that when they meet an actual woman in real life, they fail to meet that expectation. And then, yeah, it just ruins all their relationship, all their romantic life. Uh, I have a very interesting question that I just thought of. Um, do you still watch porn? 
Nah, man. Well, what was the last time? Oh, it's been over a year now, I'd say. Gotcha. Yeah, dude. Like when you can, like I feel urges sometimes. And it's like, what do I do? I change my state. Like I've got a girlfriend now as well. So it's. That helps. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely helps. So yeah, it's changing your state. Like men are supposed to have this energy and it's creation energy, right? And when you put that towards creating something else or like expressing that in other ways, then you don't have to keep going back to the pornography. Mm, interesting. I actually hear for some men that like they're still heavy porn watchers, even in a relationship or in marriage. Oh, uh, yeah. I find dangerously interesting. Dude, totally. Like, I message a lot of people who are in relationships and they're like, I can't quit my porn addiction. I watch it every night. I masturbate every night. I'm like, how do you satisfy your woman if you're doing that every night? And it shows up like sex is so important in a relationship. And when a man's numbing himself with that sort of stuff, like the relationship will suffer for that. Wow. Every night. Wow. In a relationship. Crazy, you know, some people, they try to solve their their porn addiction with the relationship or with the marriage. They're like, well, if I have this easy access to a real life woman that won't need this anymore. But like you said, it's something deeper than that. Totally do. Like people try and fill their deep problems with these voids. Like our oh, relationship will solve it. Oh, my relationship's not great. I know I'll propose that'll solve it. I know I'll have a kid that'll solve it. Right. Wow. People, people think these things will solve the situation. Like no external thing will solve your internal problem. It's about fixing yourself. Thanks. What would you say have been some of the books that you've read that have helped you out the most, if any? Um, like Jordan Peterson's work really opened my mind to a lot of stuff. And who else? I'm just looking at my bookshelf in the mirror now. Um, Atomic Habits. That's a great one. Yeah, I got to get to it's that. It's like why you do what you do. I love all the psychology stuff. So like as soon as you can master your brain, you can master your life because your thoughts become your actions and your actions become your results. So it all starts with what's going on between your ears. And when you read books and you read about why you do certain things, why humans act a certain way, like humans are so such complex human, like such complex beings. Right. So it's like making sense of why they do what they do really helps you in your life. Like one example is there's a sunk cost fallacy. I'm not sure if you heard about it. And it's basically humans will make decisions based on how much time, money, and effort they've already invested in something rather than what's best for them going forward. So humans are five times more motivated to not lose than they are to win. Mm. It's a survival it's a survival instinct. So that maps across to relationships, for example. People can be in a relationship for five years and they know it's not right for them. They know they're unhappy. They don't want to be with this person, but they remain in this relationship. And it's because... Oh, the last five years will be wasted if I end this relationship. So humans are designed to not lose. But when you can become aware of that, you can actually be like, what actually serves my future? Not what am I losing? And, and this is this is uh, some of the things you talked about in Atomic Habits. Yes, stuff in Atomic Habits and a lot of psychology stuff. Yeah, there's so many human biases that play out. I've wanted to get to Atomic Habits, but I haven't gotten to that yet. I'm in the midst of listening to 48 Laws of Power. Atomic Habits is going to be one of those ones. Yeah, Robert Greene's books are amazing, man. You name, you name two books so far. Um, let's have a look. I need a bookshelf. It, de 
So yeah, dude, it, de- it depends, man. Like people come to me, what books do you recommend? And I always ask, what problems are you facing right now? And sometimes that person needs a fiction book. Sometimes he needs a psychology. Sometimes he needs a finance book. Like it, it's completely different to every person. And one that really opened my mind up was A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. It's a spirituality, it's a spirituality book. And it was the first one I read on spirituality and it really woke, woke me up to spirituality and like how the ego plays a part in like your life, how everything in your life is controlled by this, like the monkey mind. So you got your conscious mind and like this animal inside your head and it's like that evolutionary animal. So it's making sense of that was huge. Got you. I wrote that down in new words. Oh Yeah. I freaking love books. There's a lot of books, man. There's um, John D. Martini writes a lot of good books. Uh, Joe Dispenza. Who else got? Brendan Burchard. Joe, I've been watching a lot of Joe's stuff on YouTube. He's good. He's good. Yeah, he's currently in Australia too. Is he? He's doing a seven-day retreat in Australia. Are you, uh, real quick, off topic, are you uh, the Kid Leroy fan? I'm not. Well, I've heard a couple of his songs, but I'm not a diehard fan, though. Gotcha. What, what, Are you? Yeah, I love him. I love all his stuff. Yeah, cool. What what's uh what what genre do you prefer? Growing up, my favorite artist was Eminem. I'm an Eminem fan too. Uh, the older stuff though. I his- the older stuff, right? I remember I watched Eminem. I watched Eminem, Dr. Dre, and Tyler the Creator in Wembley in London. About this would be like ten years ago, I think. And it was crazy. It was so good. And yeah, growing up, do you know, like you can make sense of it. Like kids grow up and they start developing like testosterone, like all these hormones are happening inside their body. So the person that raised them, like their mum or their family, they start becoming resistant towards them because they want to be their own individual. So children take on the beliefs of their parents until they realize they can choose otherwise. So growing up, humans, like children just become a product of their parents until they get to the age, usually like late teens or mid teens. And then they start choosing, like making their own mind up. And this is where so many young men find Eminem, like back in the day, this is where I found him, for example, in this time when I felt like a bit rebellious, like all these hormones are happening in my body. I was feeling anger for the first time. I didn't know what this was. So it's, yeah, it's really interesting that generation of kids who grow up with Eminem. Yeah, man. All them. Cool, yeah. <laughs> Who else are like Kendrick Lamar, um, J. Cole? Yeah, mainly rap, like hip hop is my thing. Do you like Chance the Rapper? Yeah, I love him. Oh, wow. That, that's my favorite rapper, Chance. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, like The Man Who Has Everything. That sort of, those songs back in the day from Chance. The man who has everything. Um, yeah, he's got a song called The Man Who Has Everything. What, what uh, project was that on? I can't remember. It was a green album. Okay. Has a green cover. Yeah. That's probably my favorite song from him. It's like, I like it because it's very, like, not a lot of people know about it. Yeah, I'm surprised because I thought I knew every chance song. Yeah. Okay. Great, man. Um, when you're 90 years old and you get back to look back on your life, what is one accomplishment that will confirm that you have lived a fulfilled life? The memories. Looking back and being like, I actually pushed myself past the comfort zone. So 
when you look back at your life from 90, you'll be like, nothing actually mattered that much. Like everything I was scared of, I, I like wasn't real. People live their life controlled by fear. But when you can perceptual, like when you can put yourself as your 90 year old self looking back, you'd be like, this is so small in comparison to my life. So I want to look back and say, I gave it my all. I like made sure I pushed past my fear. I started working towards my potential. Yeah. So that's a compliment for me, knowing I pushed past my fear. Interesting. So when you're 90, you're gonna, your memories are going to be about just self-improvement and growth. Yeah. Pushing past my fear. And also the relationships I've formed, like the memories from certain stories we can tell with good people around me, children. Yeah. Growing, like raising children. That's why I encourage people take pictures, take pictures, take videos of everything, record everything. Cause if you don't record it, it never happens. Yeah, dude. Like human's memory just deletes everything. A Literally. lot of things. Literally. Even from, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even from this morning, it's like, what do you eat for breakfast? Like, I can't remember. What time do you brush your teeth? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or like people listening is like, what colors you so what colors your couch? A lot of people don't know because it just deletes it from their brain. That's crazy, man. Wow. Yeah, it's cool, dude. My final question. If you could have dinner with five people dead or alive, who would they be? Alive. Um, Elon Musk could be up there straight away. Of course. Um, Lex Friedman. Interesting. Mr. Beast. Very interesting. I'm liking this table so far. <laughs> uh joe rogan just because how many people he's spoken to and well who'd the last person be it would be i think donald trump would be a funny person to speak to interesting imagine that table oh my goodness you might even have security at that table <laughs> totally <laughs> joe rogan and donald trump getting into it i'm surprised donald trump hasn't been on the rogan podcast yet yeah Wow, honestly, I've asked this question to a few people. I think that's the most unique, unique setup of of everyone. I really, I like all five of those names. Lex Friedman, he sounds familiar. He's an author. He's a podcaster um, and researcher. He's interviewed, he's got a great podcast. He's interviewed Elon Musk a couple of times, like a three and a half hour podcast with Elon Musk. Mm. And they're so intellectually advanced their conversation is incredible a lot of it goes over my head when they're talking about the ai stuff the rockets everything it's really cool yeah it's it's hard to to for one you know interview someone for that long and to give entertaining for that stretch as well so that's definitely impressive and his voice too he's got a very a lot of people label it a boring voice he has no inflection in his voice it's all very monotone and very quiet but what he's speaking about is so interesting that it doesn't even matter. Hold on. I think I might know how Lex Friedman looks. But yeah. yeah. Those he's a white dude with short black hair. <laughs> well, that's not very specific. <laughs> <laughs> at all. But uh, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time out to speak to me. All you have guys remain in the description. All his stuff will be there. Please go check him out. You, I, I like your content, man. You're definitely going places, man. God bless you. Thank you, brother. It was great speaking to you.